amazing hallelujah man I'm so excited to be here you guys I just want to say happy anniversary amen God is so awesome and and it's so amazing because he he chose each and every one of you guys to be a part of this awesome branch and I just believe that what God is doing eyes have not seen ears has not heard it has not even begun to enter Hallelujah, to the minds or even the hearts of people, what God is going to do through this branch. And I'm just excited to be here with my brother tonight. Amen. Amen. And, um, you know, just real quick, I want to I share a testimony. I am a worshiper. I love God. I don't know about you, but I really, really believe that in this season, there's a lot of things that are being shaken there's a lot of things that are being stirred up. It's will that we just get into a, an atmosphere of worship, that we begin to just go deeper and deeper in him. Hallelujah. And so, you know, I, I'll just share this. The other day I was in my quiet time with God, and, and that's what he revealed. He revealed that there's another level of intimacy. And when we just begin to think about how, you know, when we, when we praise and worship God corporately, that's one thing. But what we do on, a, on, a, on our personal level, when it's just me and God, when it's just you and God, hallelujah, he's, he's causing us to go deeper. And so I really, really just want to challenge us as we are embarking upon a new year. And many of us are so hopeful and praying that it's going to be a better year. And we believe that it will be. But I believe that the ticket, the key to us unlocking what is on the other side of this year is going to be a deeper intimacy with God. Amen. 
Amen. And so as we enter this time of praise and worship, hallelujah. Come on, I'm going to ask everybody to stand on your feet, even if you're at home. Hallelujah. Come on, just stand on your feet. And in the, in, in the spirit of unity as we worship God this morning, this afternoon. Come on, let's just, let's just open up our hearts to be totally raw for Jesus. To invite his love in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, praise team. We, we bless you guys. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. Can't praise you enough. Even if I try, because you've been so So good, Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. Can't praise you even if I try, cause you've been so good.
about how God has provided for you even in the midst of a pandemic, how he's keeping us. Hallelujah. The very fact that we can breathe in right now means he's enabled God and that he will never, never, never give up on us. Oh, don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. Oh, don't give up on God, cause he'll never, never, never give up on you. Don't give up, don't you throw in the towel. God is faithful and he's able. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, God. We love you, Jesus. We honor you, oh God. 
Come on, if you know God to be an able God, let's just begin, hallelujah, to praise his name. You're worthy of the glory, Jesus. There is none like you, oh God. You are a good, good father, perfect in all your ways, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We come to praise you, oh God. God, we celebrate, God, such an awesome milestone, God, but we know it's because you're able to do above, God, where we can even imagine, Lord, to do above, God, where we could think, God, to do above, God, where we could even think to ask. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for being an amazing God, for being an awesome Savior. There's none like you, Jesus. We thank you, God, because we know, Lord, that we are carriers of your presence. God, and that means that whenever we enter an atmosphere, oh God, we should just, God, just be in a place, God, where you can be free, Lord, through us. And God, it is our desire, more importantly, God, that, God, that you get the glory. God, that you get the honor, Lord. And God, the best way, Lord, one of the best ways, God, that we can worship you, Lord, is in our giving. God, you've caused us, God, to be, Father God, people, God, that you created, Lord, and it is your desire, God, that we operate in your economy. God, and you've mentioned, God, you've said in your word, Lord, God, that you would open up the windows of heaven, Lord, and that when you open up those windows of heaven, God, that there would not even be room enough to receive what it is that you have for us, oh God. And so we thank you, Lord. It is an honor and a privilege to give, oh God, to sow, God, into good ground, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, so as we are preparing for time of offering and sowing of seeds, Amen. We're going to give you a chance to get, get your gift and present your gift to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Every time I give, I get in this atmosphere, in this mode of just knowing that he is my king. And whenever you get ready to present a gift to the king, amen, you want to come with joy and with excitement and with just gratefulness. Because he could have asked for 90%. And it still wouldn't have been enough. But all he asks is that we give 10%. Amen. And that's just, for me, I believe that's just, that's just the basis. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm at a place now where I've learned to give where I want to get. Hallelujah. So right now, if I'm, if I'm making a certain salary and I'm like, Lord, I need a promotion, I'm going to start giving at that amount. Amen. Because I just have the faith to believe that God will open the door. And he says that he will give seed to the sower amen and so in order for you to get that seed you have to prove yourself as being a sower amen and so I'm excited about that amen hallelujah so come on as we are preparing to give there are many ways in which you can give hallelujah electronically you can give online at our website at www.lccimd.org slash give you can give via Cash App at dollar sign Liberty Church MD, or you can give by text to give 
and you can text to you can text give G I V E to eight five five four seven eight five five three three. Amen. Amen. Come on, don't miss your opportunity to give. Hallelujah. And even though we know you're at home and we're so excited that you've tuned in, we're going to give you some giving music. Amen. So that as you come to present your gift to the King of Kings, hallelujah, you can do it cheerfully. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, make sure you give a good seed, hallelujah, to this great, good, great gap ground. Amen. Lord, help me. Into this great ground that God has laid here. Amen. And we're excited about this awesome ministry celebrating two years. Amen. And pastoral anniversary of 11 years. Hallelujah. Wow. Such an, such an awesome blessing. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, I'm so excited. Y'all, I'm so excited. I feel like it's a family reunion, amen? It is absolutely a family reunion, and it's so exciting because I uh, get a chance to be amongst two of my big brothers, amen? Hallelujah. I, we all were raised up in, in uh, Upper Room Baptist Church, amen? And I had an opportunity to look at these great men from, you know, a close distance, right, just being a young little kid. And I'm um, so excited to be standing here with my brothers. And, and really, I mean, we are in for such an awesome, awesome treat when it comes to just hearing the word of God. Um, you know, I got I to gotta make sure I'm professional and, and Reverend Orlando because, you know, you know, we've always had the names. And, uh, and I'm just used to calling him Sugarland, you know, and so I'm going to bring it in. But um, it's amazing because I can remember... Uh, young Reverend Orlando, um, just being such an awesome, I remember because we were, we grew up all together and we had a lot of older ministers, but he was the young minister. So it was like, oh man, this is the cool minister right here. And he was my youth pastor. And I'm so excited to um, really, really, I mean, provide an introduction where it's not even needed. Amen. But um, Reverend Orlando, Jermaine Bago, Pastor O currently serves as the senior pastor of the Center Point Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. Um, he was raised, he received a license for ministry in 2000 and a license of ordination in 2003, both from the Upper Room Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. Amen. Hallelujah. 
He is also a grad, an ordained minister, sorry, in the American Baptist Church, USA. Nice, Inc. He integrated his ministry gifts to organize Word for Life Church Ministries in 2006 and Centerpoint Baptist Church in 2009. Hallelujah. He received his formative education from the Massanutten Military Academy and continued matriculation at the University of District of Columbia in Business Economics. Pastor O is a graduate of the Calvary Christian College, having earned a bachelor's degree in biblical studies and a concentration in pastoral leadership and a master of divinity degree from the Samuel DeWitt Proctor School of Theology at Virginia Union University. Woo, I'm trying to be like him when I grow up, okay, y'all? That is amazing. He is currently enrolled at the Interdenominational Theological Center at Morehouse School of Religion, pursuing a doctorate of ministry and pastoral care. Amen. Amen. And I could go on and on and on, but he's worked in the government. He's worked in nonprofit industries for over 20 years, designing and funding and implementing community engagement programs. I know we've had many at the church that we grew up in and that have just been a blessing to hundreds of young people. He has led various civic and religious institutions serving on the executive board of local of the local chapter of the NAACP um, at the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the board of directors of the Word Evangelistic Ministries. Um, he's done so, so much, hallelujah. Um, Pastor O is the recipient, recipient of two prestigious fellowship awards. And in, that was in, in 2016 in the support of Excellence Fellowship with American Baptist Church USA. And in 2018, the award of the Strategic Pastoral Excellence Program sponsored by the Lilly Foundation. He is also a recipient of the 2018 District of Columbia Baptist Church Pastor of the Year Award. Amen. Pastor O's motto is uncomplicated yet Extingent. Do I say that right? All right. Amen. God is, we are, therefore, I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Let's let's give a, a wonderful, wonderful welcome to the awesome Pastor O. Hallelujah. Right after this awesome song, amen, of preparation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give God your best praise. Come on, slap those hands together and give God praise. We're going to go old school. It's been a long journey. Jesus been right there by my side. It's been a long journey. Jesus been right there by my side. It's been a long journey. Jesus been right there by my side. Jesus been right there. Jesus been right there. Jesus been right there, Jesus been right there, Jesus been right there. 
had not been for the Lord. If it had not been for the Lord. If it had not been for the Lord on my side. Any witnesses in the house that the Lord has been on your side? If I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't praise you enough. So while there's breath in my body, and I'm clothed in my right mind, I'll just take this moment to say thank you. Put your hands together and bless the Lord in this place. For the Lord is still God. Yesterday, today, we serve a God who knows the end before there was a beginning. A God who spoke your existence before you were said I know the plans that I have for you before you were even formed in the womb of your mother God had you on mine and every now and again we ought to pause in the busyness of our day to simply say thank you because it could have been the other way it would have been the other way and if we were just honest here today it should have been the other way somebody ought to be dead somebody ought to be in the hospital Somebody ought to still be serving time. 
Somebody should be locked up in an insane asylum. Somebody ought to be homeless, jobless, clothesless. Somebody ought to be without food. But God, in the midst of trying times, God is still God. In the midst of uncertainty, God is still God. You may not have all that you want. You may not have the car, the job, the fancy clothes. You may not have the, the right perspective, but that doesn't change God being God. So we've come here to celebrate. We've come here to celebrate 11 years of pastor ministries. We've come here to celebrate two years liberty being in existence we've come here to celebrate somebody didn't hear me in the midst that is going on we've come here to celebrate in the midst of trying times there's still something to celebrate. Somebody missed it. Because that word isn't just for the church. The word is for you. That in the midst of all that is going on in your life, there is still a reason to give God praise. So I say thank you. Anyhow, I say thank you. Can you say it with me? Just say thank you. In the midst of all that we go through, just, just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, I, I say thank you, Lord. While there's breath in my body, I'll, I'll say thank you, Lord. And if I can't say it, I'll, I'll just wave my hand. If I can't wave my hand, I'll, I'll tap my foot. If I can't tap my feet, I'll, I'll just rock side to side. I, I just want to say thank you. For every mountain you brought me over. For every crooked way you've made straight. For every night you rocked me in the cradle of your arm. For every tear you've dried. For every time you healed me. For every time you redeemed me. For every time you restored me. I, I just want to say... Thank you. Because you didn't have to do it. But you did. If you never move another mountain, you move more than enough. 
if you never make the low ways high, you've, you've done it more than enough. If, if you never make another crooked way straight, you've done more than enough. If you never heal my body again, you've done more than enough. If, if you never answer another prayer, you've, you've done more than enough. So I'll just say thank you. Because you've been better to me than I've ever could have been to myself. So just say thank you. Thank you, softly there's a word from the Lord on on today it's found in the book of Jeremiah 17th chapter beginning with verse 7 blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord Whose trust is in the Lord. He's like a tree planted by the water, sends out his roots by the stream, and does not fear when the heat comes, for his leaves remain green. He's not anxious in the year of the drought for it does not cease to bear fruit Father let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight have your way in this place Minds will be renewed, broken hearts will be mended, and relationships restored. In Jesus' name. Let all God's people say amen. I want to, to touch briefly to meditate for a moment on this message, a deeply rooted tree. Here we are at the beginning of the year 2021, with 2020 seemingly 
a near distance behind us. With some two million worldwide who lost their lives to COVID-19. With some 400,000 just in the U.S. alone. Here we are, the beginning of 2021, and we can look back and see the countless individuals who have lost jobs due to a pandemic, businesses who have had to close down, not just mom and pop stores, but corporations that have a global identity who are experiencing the effects of a crisis and while the world around us is seeking seemingly to be in a state of desperation trying to figure out the next steps of how to get it by some have lost sight and perspective of understanding that yet too the church is in crisis there are churches, not just in the U.S., but worldwide, who have not gathered in their sanctuaries for almost a year. It has been churches that have closed their doors since the fourth Sunday in February, with just 11 months past that point where churches have been closed and trying to redefine, reimagine, and repurpose themselves for the world that awaits. And with all of the chaos, the confusion, with all of the wrestling in, in crises that is before us, there are some who are looking for answers. How do we make it? How do we move forward? How do we press toward a mark that seems to be overshadowed by all of the world issues and conditions? We find in our text today that this is not a new time, that this before us it's something that has happened over and over again and we find in the book of Jeremiah this prophet has to give a response to both the political and social dilemmas of his day I wonder where all the prophets in the year 2021 We're all the prophets, not those that that speak to angels from Africa coming to the United States to save a corrupt government. No, not that type of prophet. No, not the prophet that makes their way to the White House and lay hands on a corrupt political official. No, not that type of prophet. Where is the prophet for today that speaks truth to power even when it is uncomfortable? 
not a prophet that speaks of their own opinion, not a prophet that speaks for their own popularity, not a prophet that speaks for their own profitability, but no, a prophet that can see what is happening before them and then speak to the conditions that are laid at their feet. We are in a moment of dilemma, of crises. We are on the break of a world that seems to be falling apart. Governments are toppling right before our eyes. The four walls and doors of the church are closed and people are waiting, listening with anticipation for God to speak. Don't miss it. Because we don't find ourselves in the closing of the Old Testament and the opening of the New where some would suggest that God was silent for 400 years. No, that ain't even biblically sound. I'm just going to pass right back. Could it be that we have spent so much time listening to false prophets that we have not tuned our ear to the real prophet that speaks God? God's word in such a time as this. While we are clamoring, trying to open back up church to operate as business as usual, God is doing a new and entirely different thing in the life of the church. And if we are not careful, we will miss it. So the prophet comes forward not to speak of matters of opinion. The prophet comes forward not to speak after his own analysis and assessment. The prophet comes forth not because it's popular or profitable. No, the prophet speaks and steps forward to say simply one thing. Thus says the Lord. And what is it? That the Lord says, what word that God has for us in this season in our life? He says, in effect, that there are two states of being, two ways of living, two ways. And according to the way that we pick, we will either be cursed or we will either be blessed. Here it is. Jeremiah chapter 17, Jeremiah looks, speaks to the people and says, God will either curse you or bless you. In, in other words, he, 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 he begins to instigate and say, man thinks that he can make up his own mind. That what we see is the result of man trying to position man's own self. What we see is man going after wealth and opportunity. What we see before us is man who has been cursed. Don't think just because you have money in your pocket that you're that cursed. Don't think just because you have position and opportunities before you that you are not 
curse. Don't think just because everybody knows your name that you are not cursed. Don't think just because you wear fashion and have a good car and a good job that you are not cursed. Be careful how you define what blessing and curse look like because even the children of Israel made a mistake in thinking that they could trust in arms of flesh. Even the children of Israel made a mistake in thinking that they can look to Egypt, look to chariots, look to horsemen to defend themselves. Even the children of Israel thought that they could take care of themselves rather than relying on God and what we would discover is that the cursed man is like the shrub in the desert that the prophet speaks about. The cursed man is a person is described as one who is rootless, tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine. The cursed man, life is Pointless. The cursed man follows after every teaching. The cursed man has no purpose, has no aim, flip flops and flaps back and forth. The cursed man is dry, has no belief that grounds them or centers them. You got to be careful because all that glitter ain't gold and you might be walking around looking good but still cursed. Curse man is a man who is not planted someplace, somewhere, and for the time of this. Jeremiah says the curse man is like a shrub in the desert. Has anybody ever seen a shrub in the desert? It, it has no root. It, it's not grounded anywhere and whenever the wind blows it moves and no matter what direction the wind blows it moves you have to be careful that you don't dress yourself up look good smell good and behave good and still be cursed because you ain't take root nowhere unrooted people are undisciplined people unrooted people are unmanageable people unrooted people are undiscipled people unrooted people are the worst type of people because they are come in and come out slow down or you might just miss it I'm telling you be careful of the people that you allow to occupy the space in your life because unrooted people have a way of unrooting you undisciplined people have a way of making you undisciplined unmanageable people will make you unmanageable they have you going to and fro and have your mind all over the place be careful who you attach yourself to in this season because if the man and woman of God is not rooted in the word of God they take you everywhere but to the word of God I think I'm just preaching to myself here today be careful who you listen to on the radio be careful who you watch on TV everybody into TBN and word network them were the same fools that will 
up in the White House, oh, slow down, you may not invite me back. You got to be careful whose broadcast you listen to. Be careful whose music you listen to in this season of your life because God has a way of separating both the sheep and the dough. This ain't the season for the wheat and the tear to grow up together. No, that's another season. This is the season of separation and you got to be careful that you're not separated with the unrooted. Here it is. Undisciplined, unrooted people are cursed people and be careful because cursed people don't mean they are broke people some of the best people are cursed people some of the most popular people are cursed people some of the most wealthiest people are cursed People, why do you say they curse pastor? Because they're not rooted in God's word. But the blessed man is described in a twofold, almost repetitive way by the prophet. The blessed man is described as the one whose trust is in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Listen, slow down or you. You might just miss it. Trusting in the Lord can sound somewhat practical. You'll remember in the book of Judges, Israel would wonder from God, have a crisis and perhaps cry out to him. God will raise up a judge, a savior, a redeemer to deliver the people out of the crisis. They might sing and sing a song, a celebration, but then they will wonder from God again. Hold up. Listen to what I'm saying. Here it is. The children of Israel, they will wander away from God, have a moment of crisis cry out to God God will raise up a judge a savior a redeemer to deliver the people they are sing songs a celebration and won't soon as God will deliver them soon as they sing songs of celebration to God the people will wonder right back from God again let me see slow down say it again preacher the people will wander away from God they will have a moment of crises and cry out to God. God will raise up a judge, a savior, a redeemer when God will redeem the people. They are sing and celebrate God but let time lapse and they find themselves right back when they were, when they first left God. I ain't just talking about the children of Israel. I'm talking about people like you and me. We'll wander away from God, find ourselves in crises and cry out to the Lord. God will send somebody to redeem us. We are sing songs of praise and celebrate to God and soon as we think God done look the other way we'll go right back to what we used to do. Slow down because I ain't trying to get nobody's business. You'll find yourself wandering away from God. See yourself in moments of crises. Cry out to God. Say God if you deliver me from it this time I swear I won't do it no more. 
more. God, if you take this crack pipe out of my mouth, I swear I won't suck on it no more. God, if you take this bottle out of my hand, I swear I won't drink again. God, if you would just help me out of this situation, I promise you I won't do it no more. God was sending a redeemer, a savior, somebody to bring you out of your situation. God brings you out. You will begin to sing songs of praise, celebrate, run to the church house, lay down at the altar, lay your hands, get all dripping wet with oil, snot coming out of your nose, tears throwing down on your face. But soon as you think God ain't listening no more, you will go right back to what he delivered you from you know people people who tend to treat God any old kind of way God is there when they need him to be God is there when they want him to be God is there when they want God to show up but when all hell breaks out in their life they come to God but when things look good God ain't nowhere to be seen but the blessed man does not trust in the Lord to fix the crises. Here it is. The blessed man does not look for God to change the circumstance. The blessed man doesn't come to God to fix the wrong that is in his life. The blessed man has a hope that his relationship is stayed with God. Hold up, that's what Isaiah says. You will keep me in perfect peace. Those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in you. What are you trying to say, preacher? That God is not a God who changes circumstance. God doesn't just show up to change the problems in your life. I know you're looking at me like what type of word is he preaching? Here it is. God doesn't change his circumstance. God changes you in the midst of your circumstance. Stop praying for God to change the wrong in your life and stop praying to God to change you in your life. That's what the word says. That this man is like a tree planted by the waters. And like the tree, his roots run deep. What should a tree be rooted in order to prosper? I'm glad he asked me three things and I'm out of here. First and foremost for you now we have to understand that in times of crises we must be like a tree that is rooted in Christ. Strong desire to know God. The strong desire to be in relationship with Christ even when it's difficult to understand has anybody ever been there in their life when you couldn't figure out what God was doing when you spent all your time praying and trusting and still couldn't figure out what the Lord was doing in your life here it is to be rooted in Christ means to be grounded and settled no matter what happens you are trusting in the Lord 
Lord, no matter of the circumstance, you are relying on Jesus. Let me see if I can back up and give y'all a little Bible study. The, the, the disciples were out on the Sea of Galilee. They were they was fishing at night. A storm rose up. Jesus was on the back of the boat and he was fast asleep. They could not understand how they can be out in the midst of darkness. The storm is raging all around them and Jesus is on the back of the boat sleep. As a matter of fact, they called together a caucus. They began to discuss why Jesus is asleep when the storm is raging around them. Somebody went to the back of the boat, kicked Jesus in his feet, woke him up and says, don't you understand that the storm is raging all around us? Don't you see that the heavens have opened up and rain is flooding this boat? Why are you sleeping? How can you be sleep at a time like this? Jesus opened up his eyes, set up on the back of the boat, didn't say nothing to the Negroes that, rocked, that, that woke him up, looked at the storm and said, peace be still. Wait a minute. Slow down or you might just miss it. Jesus didn't speak to the storm and tell the storm to stop raging. Jesus didn't speak to the storm and tell the storm to stop raining. Jesus didn't speak to the storm and tell the storm to go away. No, Jesus spoke to the storm and told the storm to be at peace, to be at ease. It never told it to stop being a storm because a storm is what a storm is and a storm would do what a storm is commissioned to do. And you got to be careful that you don't go to the Lord and tell the Lord to remove the obstacles that are in your path. Because the obstacle is placed in your path because it is an obstacle. If the obstacle ceases from existing, it can no longer be an obstacle. And if the obstacle is no longer in your course, you won't know how to jump over the obstacle. You wouldn't know how to go around the obstacle. You wouldn't know how to duck the obstacle. You wouldn't know what the obstacle is meant to be. That's why you got to stay rooted. Somebody say stay rooted. When you're rooted in Christ, it means that you are grounded and settled. That no matter what comes your way, it cannot move. You, whatever the wind blows, it cannot disrupt you. Whenever the storms of life begin to rage, it can unearth you. You are not the shrub, no, you are the tree that is deeply rooted in Christ. And when you are deeply rooted in Christ, no devil in hell can disturb you. No devil in hell can disrupt you. No devil in hell can distract you. Somebody say be rooted. Rooted in Christ. But you also deeply rooted in love. Here it is and I, I'll tell you I, I struggle with this. I, I suffer with this. I stay up at night wrestling with this to love my 
enemies and pray for those who despitefully use me. God is bringing us into a season when we got to pray for those who don't want to pray for us. God is bringing us into a season when we got to love those who mean us harm. God is bringing us into a season when we got to love those who don't want to do nothing but mistreat us. That's why Dr. King said the darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. This is the season where God is calling us into. This is the moment when you're going to have to step up or shut up. This is a time when you're going to have to show the love of Christ that Christ showed to you while they slay me yet will I trust you. Somebody say deeply rooted. Listen I'm almost done. God is calling us to be trees that are deeply rooted. Deeply rooted in Christ. Deeply rooted in love. Here's the third one then. I'm done deeply rooted in our faith. Yeah, yeah. You see, faith is a strong belief that's difficult to change. Faith is so deep then not only can it be unchanged, it can't be unmoved. <laughs> A deeply rooted faith, roots go so deep that nothing in this world will be able to deter you from your belief. Here, here it is. A deeply rooted faith can't be uprooted in times of trouble. Anybody here ever had any any trouble in their life? And anybody here ever been like me? Lost it all. Lost your home. Lost your job. Lost your business and almost lost your mind. I tell you, if it wasn't for my faith, I, I wouldn't be here. I had to believe deeply that it rains on the just just like it does the unjust. I, I want to know has anybody here had a Job moment when God told Satan you can do anything you can touch anything but you just can't touch his soul. I, I've had my Job experience every now and again more than I wish to have but every time I had my Job moment I realized that I had to deepen my faith walk with the Lord, I had to put my faith into action. Faith is more than just speaking about the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done for you. No, faith is walking this thing out with the Lord that when trouble comes up on every side, I'm still going to hold on to my faith. When the world comes up against me, I'm still going to hold on to my faith. You want to know why I'm rooted in the Lord? It's not because of my own strength you want to know how to get rooted in the Lord it's not because of your own mind the Bible says that a deeply rooted tree is a tree that is planted by the water you know what the water represents the water represents the Holy Spirit is there anybody here is there anybody here is there anybody here who knows the Holy Ghost will keep you as the source of your strength. Is there anybody here? Is there anybody here who can trust in the Lord till the day he comes? Is there anybody
deeply rooted, deeply rooted. Goodbye, church. May the Lord God bless you real good. Goodbye, church. May the Lord your God bless you real good. Goodbye, church. May the Lord your God bless you real good. Goodbye, church. May the Lord your God. If it had 